Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up. He's gonna throw down the middle. Come on, come on. Hey, that's great football now. 35 40, down the far sideline. We gotta fly, baby. He's still moving. He's gonna go. Go, Hawks. Are you kidding me? Let's go. 10 touchdown, Seahawks. It's the Seahawks podcast. I am Seahawks super fan and actor Brett Davern, joined as always by Seahawks linebacking legend, the man himself, Lofa Tatupu. Lofa, are you ready to do the show today? Let's do this. <laughs> On today's episode. Oh, just, you know, checking in with each other. How's everybody doing? And hopefully providing some perspective for you guys out there listening in whatever situation you currently find yourself in. Also, we continue to chisel away at Mount Rush near. It's time for round number two. And um, I, I assume that there's a certain Seahawks second rounder who is on a microphone somewhere in the world right with me right now, who's excited to get into this conversation. So let's do it. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, everybody, on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. It really does help out the show and helps uh, other people find the show. And that way we can keep building this family that we're building here together. Also, if you have any opinions or you want to ask us any questions or anything like that, email us anytime at seahawkspod at gmail.com. That's seahawkspod at gmail.com. Com. Instead of starting today's episode as we planned with a conversation about fictional athletes, uh, actors who played football players in the movies and things like that, I want to play for you guys the conversation that Lofa and I were having on the phone with each other uh, before the full episode sort of officially started for us. Uh, our producer was still setting up the microphones and equipment and the sound mixing board and all kinds of stuff like that. So the conversation was being recorded. And Lofa and I just started talking about um, ourselves as parents and what inspired us to start down these career paths that we currently find ourselves on or what inspired him to uh, go into the NFL to begin with. And, you know, if he wouldn't have grown up around football for his entire life, does he think he still would have been there anyway? And how to deal with rejection. And we just went through all kinds of subjects and you know, we both knew we were being recorded, and I listened back to the conversation. I found it interesting. I edited it down a little bit, and I hope you find it interesting too. So, and then we'll get into our conversation about the Mount Rushmore of Seahawks second round draft picks and all the other fun that we had planned on today's episode. So, here you go. I love football because my family loved football. So, I don't know that necessarily football was like really what I loved. And I'm, I, I know deep down it is, but what I'm saying is it was what I was exposed to. And maybe if I was exposed to music or something else that my personality or my work ethic would have translated just as well into that. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. My parents got me a, I don't know. It was like a, not a boombox because it like stood upright, but it was like a cassette thing with like two cassette reels and then you could press record and it had a microphone coming off of it. Yeah. And they got me that when I was like 10. You could put one cassette in one side that had like a karaoke track on it and then you press record on the other side and you like record yourself singing to these karaoke songs. So they got it 
because of music, right? Like they were like, you can yep. sing to this. But what's interesting is I quickly stopped singing into it and just started recording my own radio shows in my bedroom when I was like 10. That's amazing. And so I just used it to start doing radio, but I don't know why. And it's not like my parents were ever going like, listen to this DJ, the way he comes in and out of the songs or something like that. But for some reason, that just was like something I gravitated towards and then just started using that piece of equipment they bought me in that way. I don't know. To me, like as far as being a parent now, it's like I'm just trying to. They're going to tell you who they are. Yeah, for sure. Are, are we willing to listen? Yeah. Is, is the question. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not trying to get too deep on it. I'm just saying. I love like, it. My oldest, I'm, I'm telling you, he's tall, he's strong, he's fast, he's, I, you know, everything you want in an athlete. Kid cares nothing about sports. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah. I just want him to tell me what he loves because because your passion, just like, okay, exactly what you just spoke to, Brett. They gave you all this cool equipment to sing. And then you started just doing your own podcast, if you will, back then at 10, 11 years old, right? If they were willing to listen, you were ahead of the curve back then. Connecting with my kid on his level. And then at that point, I'm just going to show them how to work hard. Whatever you want to do, cool. But I'm going to show you how how, how we grind. We're going to grind. <laughs> Make no mistake about it. If this is what you choose, cool. I'm just going to show you how to go, how the best do it. That's what I learned. I learned how the best do it and what what it takes. So it doesn't matter what you're into. Just tell me what you're into. And like my youngest, the five-year-old, he's super athletic. I won't be surprised if he is third-generation NFL. But with the oldest, it's it's going to be purely, you know, music and arts. I don't know if it's it's weird to to try to say like, oh, here's the inspiration for acting or anything. But I just, when I was in fourth grade, I was in my first ever school musical. And they, for whatever reason, made me have like a solo line or whatever. And I just had like the one line in the whole thing. But when you step forward, and we used to do it at like a big theater up in Mount Lake Terrace. So they turn the spotlight onto you and it's like a big theater and all the, it's packed with parents and everything. That's the thing that just propels you forever. It's just that one moment of like that applause. It's so intoxicating. It, it is. is that like bitten by the bug. And for me, like that's it. Like it was never like, okay. Oh, it's I'm a fan of an actor or something like that. It was like tangibly feeling it. Uh, you know, I'll share my experience is that every time I went out there, I never felt that I ever had a good game. Even when I was a kid, I it was even though the cheers were loud and everything, I never left the stage, so to speak, feeling that I set out to do what I that I did what I set out to do. And so even from that point, and I, I had a couple interviews the last week or two, because um, you know, even with zone and CBD, they were like, yo, what, what was the moment that you were in the zone? So they brought me back to it and everybody brings back to the three interception game. But in that game, um, Dave Wyman, another famous phenomenal linebacker for the Seahawks. He interviewed me after the game and his whole thing was, I remember interviewing after the game. He's like, you had three interceptions, a hundred yards, and you had 13 solo tackles. That is a career game for anybody. But you were upset about two things. And I was upset about I missed one more interception and I missed a sack. And those 
I think that's really what separates, you know, good from great and great from elite and elite from perfection is that, that you keep just striving for the next level, right? Like golf. I mean, I can hit like, you know, every drive can like slice all day long, but then Mm -hmm. that one drive on the 13th, that's like right down the middle and perfect. I will then come back to the golf course seven more times, just chasing that one drive, you know, and that's like what auditioning is or whatever it is. It's like, we get told no so many times, man. I mean, like without the the, the shelter in place going on, I want to take it there, Brett. Well, before we take it there, let me tell you about Bet Online. Go to betonline.ag, receive a welcome bonus on your first deposit today when you use our promo code MYPOD100. That's all caps M Y P O D 100. Zero, zero. With no sports on TV, you might think there's nothing to bet on, but betonline.ag has a virtual online casino with every single card game out there, also craps and blackjack and a three-quarter million dollar poker series. So get over to betonline.ag right now. Use our promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, the fun never ends. And also, Simply Safe. With home security, there's two ways that you can go about protecting your home. You can wait weeks and weeks for a smelly technician to come over and do a messy install, put holes all up in your walls and run wires all over the place, and it costs you a fortune. Or you can go to Simply Safe, which is a two-time winner of the CNET Editor's Choice Award, simplysafe.com slash team that's where you go today simply safe s-i-m-p-l-i safe.com slash t-e-a-m you go there today you get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial this is only for our listeners so make sure that you go to simplysafe.com slash team you've got absolutely nothing to lose 60-day risk-free trial you don't like it you send it all back they take care of everything and there's no holes punched in any of your walls and no wires hanging everywhere these things come with like a double-sided tape on the back of it you just peel it off you stick it wherever you want it on doors windows whatever you want protected and simply safe takes care of the rest go to simplysafe.com slash team that's simplysafe.com slash team today and now let's return to the conversation about how to deal with rejection when you get told no so many times, especially right. when you're young, right, and you're auditioning, right. where do you get the confidence or you know to come back? Well, the the nice thing is they never actually tell you no. I think if they if they actually did call and said like, no, I don't like you, <laughs> like it would be a lot harder to take. But you just never really actually hear anything, so that I think does make it a little easier to deal with. Yeah, the delays are not denials, and that's what my mom always told me is, you know when. No one recruited me, and I ended up going to one double A to play linebacker in Maine. I was like, okay, yeah, it is what it is. I'm going to make the best of the situation, which I did. If I stayed all four years in Maine, I would have, I would have got practice squad or a late round, seventh round draft pick, and I guarantee you, I would have made a squad. Would I have had a chance to start? I doubt it. Not maybe not unless there was an injury. But you have to be ready for that opportunity and even when i went to sc i was buried in the depth chart two people got hurt one graduated so i was like yeah if i just moved to mike middle linebacker 
uh, I think I have a chance to compete. And uh, I did, and I won the job. And then I left college early, which, you know, everybody told me I was crazy for, but it seemed to work out. <laughs> <laughs> what did Pete tell you about that decision? Uh, we still have conversations about that, but, you know. Uh, it, what did he say? You know, maybe the th- – you know, and I get this from all my teammates, so it's not just Pete. But maybe the Texas game was a little would have been a little different. But whatever. Um, oh, really? Yeah. the The conversation that I lean more towards is that all my my boys that played, you know, on that 05 Hawks team said that we wouldn't have made the Super Bowl without me, and that's what I that's what I hold tight to. <sighs> I feel like I need a deep breath after this. It's like such catharsis. It's good. I, yeah, I right? think Lofa, to be perfectly honest, like I think um, I love what you hit on with work ethic. Cause I'm thinking about my own myself in terms of like parenting and stuff. And my kids are so uh, further, so much further behind your nine year old there. But I think that um, like the work ethic thing that you talk about and teach them how to work hard and stuff, because then it doesn't really matter what, they decide to do they're gonna either be successful at it or at least have the tools to be successful at it that's i think what's more important and so that that's exactly what i'm saying is like yo like i don't know music at all man i don't i don't i don't know i can't draw for shit i can't you know like so arts i don't i don't know any of them at all my whole family is musically inclined and artistically inclined and i'm the outlier but luckily I was good at sports. Right. And so I just, I eat, sleep, breathe. I, I, that's all I do in terms of like football. And so that was my whole childhood. You know, like I'd be watching Zach Thomas, London Fletcher, Erlacher, Ray Lewis. I'd be junior Seau, who was my idol. And I got to meet, thank God. But I'd be watching these guys from sunup to sundown on their their highlights just to see how they did what they did. And a lot of a lot of people they just they don't even care, right? They just like, "Oh, well, if it happens, it happens." No. If you want it to happen, it's going to happen. It's up to you. It's how much work you put in, how much you care. Like there's no excuses. By all means, I never should have made the NFL. 511 240, 4840. There's no way I should have made the NFL. But I did it because I just I just fucking cared. And I'm sorry to get Frank like that with swearing. I just I fucking cared more than anybody. You think I didn't hit walls when nobody recruited me? When I mean, I feel like you guys are family. I already, you know, fuck it. I already I already aired this over airwaves <laughs> with well, I don't with, have to put it in. Just tell me no, how to no, put it in. You don't have to, but I don't give a shit. I know we're recording. But, like, I, I put this over airwaves, like, you know, last two weeks because people are like, yo, we want to know how you made it. And, you know, how I made it was, like, just fucking grit. Like, just I, I'm i not going to be denied. And when it comes down to it, it was, you know, it was there was two very, very big, you know, valleys in my life. And I had a phenomenal upbringing when I was in the most vulnerable ages for divorce are, you know, 10 to 13 or nine to 13. Right. So that was exactly when my parents got divorced. And I mean, shit, that, that, that's rough. Like that's gonna, that's gonna test who you are. 
and who you were brought up to be. And him and my mom, they always they always had a saying, yo, it can always be worse. And so I always kept that in mind, right? You know, my mom, she was uh, the oldest of seven, and her dad was a Marine, and her mom was in the Air Force. So there, there's no excuses, right, on both sides. It was just like, yo, it can always be worse. And so when you grow up with that perspective, it's just like, yo, it can always be worse. You be grateful for what you have. And that's all I try to preach now is that, yo, just be grateful for what you got. Be grateful for the situation. And that's what it really ultimately comes down to is perspective is, you know, can you, can you, if you continually look for problems, you're going to find problems. If you continue to look for solutions or way out, you're going to find the way out. It's just going to happen. It's, it's just a matter of perspective. You know, when I see a lot of people out there, oh, you know, we're, we're stuck in our house and, you know, oh, like you need a new perspective on life. You need to be grateful that you have a house. You need to be grateful that you have food on your table. You need to be grateful that you got family around you. You need to be grateful that you're just alive, that you actually woke up. And so even when I was always told no in terms of my dreams and my aspirations, I always reached higher because I knew delays were not denials. This is going to be so much more than a Seahawks-only football podcast. No, we are we are going to be because first of all, we care about each other and we care about life and we care about Seahawks and everybody cares about the Seahawks. But if we can just share our journey, uh, I mean, I can't wait to really hear the way your story unfolds and everything and your perspective. But I'm just trying to give a glimpse into what makes me me, uh, and. I love you guys. And I just, I want to, I think we should share this with everybody. Yeah. Well said, man. I hear you. Hey, let's move on to our Mount Rushmore or Mount Rush near of Seahawks second round draft picks. But before we do, let me tell everybody about LinkedIn. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off just by going to our special uh, URL which is linkedin.com slash team. That's linkedin.com slash team. You get $50 off of your first job posting today. LinkedIn, these guys are the best. They connect you to people who need to get hired, but more importantly, the people that you need to hire. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds using LinkedIn. Every eight seconds? Are you kidding me? Go to linkedin.com slash team. That's LinkedIn, L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N.com slash team. T-E-A-M. Terms and conditions may apply. Also, True Classic Tees. Right now, our listeners get 20% off at trueclassictees.com when you use the code BELIEVE while you're checking out. That's our network's name, BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. That's the promo code that you use when you're checking out at trueclassictees.com. If you are stuck indoors and you're looking to replace those nasty, worn-out, smelly, pit-stained undershirts that your wife and your girlfriend and your significant other have been complaining about forever, your daughter and son will not hug you anymore because your t-shirts are disgusting and you want to replace them? 
Replace them with the best t-shirts out there. TrueClassicTees.com. You get 20% off of your purchase when you use the promo code BLEAV while checking out. What are you waiting for? These t-shirts are already only $15 a piece. They're incredibly cheap, but they're of good quality, and they hold up in the washer machine. Get your 20% off today. Go to trueclassictees.com and use our promo code BELIEVE today. Lofa, this list this week is long. These lists are getting longer, but that's because we're getting higher and higher in rounds. No, lower and lower in rounds. I don't know how you say it. My brain hurts. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how you classify that either. But I know. Um, are are yeah, we getting higher or lower? Uh, yeah, uh, lower in terms of uh, how quickly they were drafted. Higher in terms of how quality. Well, in looking through the Seahawks draft history, uh, in terms of notable second rounders, I have a bunch of nominees here. Instead of going through them one by one and rattling off all their stats immediately, let's just go through. Let me give you the names, and I think we can make some first cuts and then get more into the nitty-gritty as we make our way through it and make our final cuts. So, 100% agree. Who you got? Jaron Reed, Frank yes. Clark, yeah. Bobby Wagner. Put Wags up there. Okay. Max Unger, Daryl Tapp, a guy named Lafa, Lafa Tat, Tat you. Oh yeah. boy. Lafa. Yeah, not not going to make it. Nahina, not going to make it. <laughs> Lofa Tatupu. Uh, Ken Hamlin. Kenny Lucas, who I put on the list just because we talked oh, about what wow. a snappy dresser he is. Christian Fourier. Kevin Mawai. Brian Blades. Dave Wyman. The Damn. aforementioned Dave Wyman. Wow. And a wide receiver by the name of Steve Rabel, who has made a pretty nice career for himself up there as a radio guy and a news anchor. But anyway, it's a big list. I feel like we can make some first cuts, though. Okay. Wags, obviously, right? Yeah. 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 I put Frank Clark in the conversation. Conversation's cool, man. But like, let's go. Okay. I need stats. You need to convince me. Well, so. you got to give me some first-round cuts, though. You know these guys. You know these names. Okay. I, Bo- Bobby Wagner makes it through to the second round. Frank Clark, I think, makes it through the second round at least. Oh, oh, oh. Bobby's what? up there. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm going to take a commercial because I'm required by law to play a commercial right now, and I'm going to collect my thoughts, and I will let you know what those thoughts are right after I play you this. Angie's list is now Angie, and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot what I'm trying to do is whittle this big list into a smaller list, and then we're going to whittle it down even further. Oh, okay. Bobby Wagner makes it through. That's a given. He's also going to make it through the mountain, so we can already yeah, cross that one off the he's list. He's on them. Just go ahead he and is, chisel the face. Chisel he is on the, the face the of the traps. I mean, Are the we going to let Jaron Reed through to the second round to at least be in the conversation for the mountain? Oh, second round. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Frank Clark. Second round. Yeah, if we're talking in conversation, yes, second round. Max yes. Unger. <sighs> yes yes he's in the conversation <laughs> golden tate you want to let him through the second round oh okay so this is where it's tough 
I like, know. Unger and Tate, they're both into the second round of conversation right. because they won the Super Bowl and they both yeah. have Pro Bowls. Uh, Jaron Reed, who I love, and I'm so excited that we signed back. Uh, and Frank Clark, who does have a Super Bowl, not for us, but I'm super excited for him. They take a back seat to the two guys that actually won Super Bowls for us. So I would say Unger and uh, GT, they both go above Frank and uh, Jeremy. I agree with that. So we're going to take Bobby through to the second round, Golden to the second round, Max to the second round. Yeah. What about Daryl Tapp? Love D-Tapp. Came in a year after me. No, I can't, I can't put him above. Phenomenal career. Great. 10 or 11 year career can't put him above uh you know even jared reed or or uh frankie no can't well i'm not going to put you in this position but you're going through to the second round too okay kid no you know i i uh i believe there's a couple there's two more that are more deserving if i knew we were going to have this uh battle of the humbles here but you're going through to the second round at least okay it's more of stats man and you know I know Kevin Mawai deserves a Bundy. Okay, well then, what uh, what about Ken Hamlin? Does he go through to the second round? Love okay. Ken Hamlin. Yes. All right, so he's through. But uh, Ken, Ken Lucas? I don't think Ken Lucas makes it. Uh, played with us two different stands, played with us, got signed to a big contract at Carolina, came back, played with us again. Phenomenal person, phenomenal football player, but no, not the rush near. What about Christian Fourier, tight end? Tight end of my childhood. I, Christian Fourier, was, he, was he was a monster. He's so a beast, yeah. I, I could see Christian going up there before me is is what I'm saying. So, I, I, I'm sorry, but I, I disagree with that. Okay, well. Okay, Kevin Mawai, he's got to go through to the second round at least because he's a Hall of well, Famer. Mawai's but, a Hall of Famer. I no, think I know actually, that, but, but it's a Seahawk mountain, man. I mean. And he had most of his glory years with other teams. Okay, but even then, does he make the Jets glory? Okay, he's a Hall of Famer, which is yeah. this is very you know Hutch Hutch like. When we get to the first round, we have to talk about this with Hutch because like the first round is gonna be a nightmare. It's, it's a disaster, right? We're so, gonna have to start. Uh, we're gonna have to start <laughs> confiscating other nearby mountains to start carving on. Absolutely, <laughs> the first round is gonna be a it's just a disaster. Baker's we're gonna have gone. to start. Doing, Mount Baker's gone. <laughs> uh, Mount Rush Acre, Mount Rush. Uh, you know, but, what, I else, mean, what else? Okay, you got? so think about that. Though. So okay, yeah, he had Pro Bowl years with you know all of them. So it's just like what. Well, for yeah. now, he gets through to the second round of the M- Mount Rushmore conversation. I mean, okay? the guy made the Hall of Fame. He goes on the second round. For now, he's into the second round. What about yeah. Brian Blades, wide receiver, number oh, eighty-nine? Wow! Come on yeah. now, a lot of great See, years with the I Seahawks don't even out of Miami. That I, I don't even believe my name belongs on this list with these guys. All right, so he's through the second round. Yeah, absolutely. Brian Blades is through the second round. I'm getting yelled. I have to ask the question. You realize that, right? No, you're going to get yelled at more. If okay. you don't smarten up. Uh, Dave Wyman? Uh, love Wyman. Love Wyman. Yeah, yeah. Wyman's okay. going on the second round. Okay, and Steve so now, Rabel. Who? No. Steve Rabel. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Holy catfish. I just wanted Rabel to hear this and be like, you got to be kidding, Lofa. No. Uh, the voice of the Hawks. Yeah. I mean, even. Okay, now we're now we're getting to territory just like we did with uh, Chris Richard. These are people that were more remembered than actual players you know right. even though they played right. but after their career 
what they did for the Hawks was more, you know, uh, or just as impactful as what they did for the Hawks. So Rabel and Chris Sharp, special place in my heart, and, you know, all of Seahawk folklore. So here's who's left that we have to decide between. Now, there's only four guys going on this mountain. We got Bobby Wagner. He's already Golden up there. Tate. I know. I know. I know. He's the only one that's etched in stone. That one's like done deal. Okay. So yeah, well, what are he the other himself three is carved out of granite as well. Uh, yeah. My goodness. <laughs> it's another one of my arm idols. Um, <laughs> okay. So Bobby Wagner, we already know about that. Yeah. He's in t- right now in the second round of this conversation. All right. So I'm, an, I'm taking Wagner out of the conversation from here forward. Yeah, right? Forget it. Yeah. He's already he's up. In there. Okay. He's up there. So here's who we got to decide between you. Three players between these players. Golden Tate, Max Unger, Lofa Tatupu, Ken Hamlin, Kevin Mawai, Brian Blades, Dave Wyman, and Steve Rabel. That's, there's too many people left to whittle this down to three. This is going right. to be impossible. All right. So it's tough for me to go against guys that won a Super Bowl, the only Super Bowl for the franchise. So for me, Tate and Unger are both up there with Wagner. Oh, my goodness. That only leaves one spot left. There is. And for that one spot, who do we got? Dude, I'm not putting Golden Tate on the mountain. No? I don't think I can do it. Okay. Well, that's your mountain. I I know, but we have to agree. Remember last episode we talked about how this is a sequestered juror's room and we must come out of here with four names? I I don't think we can put Golden on the mountain. I don't think we can. If he would have been a lifetime Seahawk or played, you know, an extra three, four seasons... Well, okay. Fine, but there's something about, I don't know. It just, I don't know. I can't do it. I don't think I can do it. Hey, we're going to revisit this when when a very notable first rounder uh, made the Hall of Fame and he played for three different teams. So, but for now, I think, I think, oh man, I think Golden's off. Golden, Max, oh oh, man. Uh, Give me, give me your list. Just, if I was going to make this list, yep. we already know about Wagner. The final three, for me, in my own personal opinion, as a Seahawk fan, as a lifelong Seahawk fan, thinking about a Seahawk mountain, I'm going to put up Lofa Tatupu for sure. Oh, wow. You're just 100%. No, no, 100%. Entire career with the Seahawks. Leader of that defense, should have won the Super Bowl. Not by any means your fault. So you're up there, and then, oh man, I think, oh my God, this is impossible. This is impossible. <laughs> I wish people would. I hope people out there listening realize how tough it is when you're actually I looking at the names. I feel the same, like right? I feel like during my pregnant pauses, they're just like, oh my God, come on, just say a name already. But like when you're looking at the names in front of you, it's really hard. Okay, Bobby. Lofa, ah, dude, I'm go- it's it's not Kevin Mawai for me. I'm sorry. I'm okay, gonna just okay. go with Wyman and uh, it's not Rabel though because just like Chris Richard, I think I think I leave off Rabel because this is a Seahawks draft pick mountain and it's more what you did for the team as a player. As a player, and okay, okay. To be perfectly honest, and no disrespect to Steve Rabel, but when I saw that he was drafted in the second round, I was like, wow. In terms of what he's done for the franchise, it's clearly been so much more impactful as a broadcaster and you can't take any of that away from him but I think if this is a Seahawks draft pick mountain we've got to stick to players who made their biggest impact uh, 
on the team. So I think it's Bobby Wagner, Lofa Tatupu, Brian Blades, and Dave Wyman. I like it a lot. I would replace me with Malai just because I have respect for Hall of Fame. When you find some more Hall of Fame second rounders, let me know. <laughs> I'll, listen, we must we must come to an agreement here. Because him I, and Bobby are going to be the only Hall of Fame second rounders. When you find another Hall of Fame second round, holla at me. I suppose if you were looking at it from the perspective of it's a Seahawks draft pick mountain and they did draft Kevin Mawai. So if you're talking they about building a mountain in terms of talent. recognizing okay. talent, Mawai, but then you've got Bobby Wagner, Kevin Mawai, Lofa Tatupu. I'm still putting you up there. And <laughs> I'm then on there? You want to put on your list. At least and on then your who, list, I'm on there. Wyman Blades or Max Unger. It's not Max Unger. He played too many years in, in New Orleans. <laughs> It's Wyman or Blades. Yeah. I just looked up um, Wyman and I was looking up Blades. I think final answer for me, Bobby Wagner, Lofa Tatupu, Brian Blades. I feel like you're obligated to say that. I'm not. I'm not by any means. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm we're going to go. Wags, Mawai. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go Wyman and Blades too. Yep. Those are mine. I don't. It doesn't matter who yours is. We need to have ours. It's going to be Bobby Wagner, Lofa Tatupu, Kevin Mawai, and Brian Blades. That's it. That's your second round rush near. You're going to have to start posing or getting ready or figuring out what you want your facial expression to look like because you're going up there. Just give me a smile. For now, everybody, this has been the Seahawks podcast. Thank you for joining us in what was maybe the hardest thing I've ever done with a microphone in front of my face. <laughs> Just pick out four of those names for those Seahawks second rounders there. Um, if you like what you heard on today's podcast or any of our podcasts, uh, go ahead and recommend it to a friend of yours, whether they're a Seahawk fan or not. Lofa, it's been fun as always. Uh, next week, it's first rounders, so prepare yourself. Easy money. Those guys. Those prima donnas. Is that what we're voting on next week? Yeah. Walter Jones and the like. Never heard of him. Say it with me. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Oh, yeah, we almost had you. We were we so close. It. We were we so it. close. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.